Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There is no better group of pots for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Later on, I'll be joined by a man responsible for putting plants in your garden, supplying ornamentals all around the country. From the Far Plants group of nurseries, it's Andy Merrick. My thanks to Mr Fothergill Seeds, sponsors of this week's podcast. Last week, I went up to West Adderbury, we had reminded you, to see that to Ball Colgrave Summer Festival. My goodness, wasn't there some colour there? It's only open to the public once a year, so uh, I'll try and remind you next year. 700 new varieties in pots and thousands of hanging baskets, all absolutely full of colour. I'm told that we raised over £6,000 for the local hospice and for the David Colgrave Foundation, which is a, a charity that provides bursaries and scholarships to young people training in horticulture. So all in all, it was a very good uh, afternoon, early evening. Weather wasn't too kind, and aggravatingly, the sun shone as I left. Our English weather can really upset us, can't it? Uh, the other problem I got uh, this week is uh, trying to get a grass cut. You know, summer rain does make things grow, but goodness... I haven't been able to get onto my back lawn for 10 days and it's up round my ankles. I shall be pushing that mower, I'll tell you, in the next day or two. And if you're doing any weeding, whatever you do, don't leave them on the ground when we have wet conditions like this because they'll just root in again. Pull them up and onto the compost heap. One job you can do if it's a bit wet underfoot is to get the hedges cut. I've started on my U hedge. Uh, I had a friend, John, come in and trim that for me as it happens. Boy, I love to see a hedge this time of year cut absolutely square. Looks magnificent. Thanks, John. Earlier this year, we told you about the uh, forest fencing that reduced noise. It's called Forest Gardens Decibel Noise Fence Panels. And I was interested that it won uh, a GEMA Award for Best Garden Landscape Product for 2017. Do you know this is a really quite amazing design? Just the shaping of the timber effectively reduces noise level by 30 dB. And I can hear you saying, what the hell does he mean by 30 dB? For every 10 decibel reduction, that's the 30, it effectively halves the noise. So 30 means the noise goes down to an eighth of what it was without the panels. Quite a thing if you've got a neighbour with a noisy dog or somebody who uses their ghetto blaster a bit too often, this fencing really will reduce the level of sound. This week I was up uh, with uh, one of the biggest wholesale rose growers in the country. 
I think probably the, the biggest now with 60 acres of roses up uh, in Norfolk near Diss and I made my visit after a night of really heavy rain and so it was interesting to see those varieties which withstood really rough, wet conditions and a new rose called Charisma a sort of plummy colour one of those reds with a bit of sort of mauvey magenta in it boy, does it grow really strong, dark, healthy foliage very free flowering and of course beautifully scented now if you've got roses in your garden with uh, a little bit of mildew disease which is quite likely with hot, dry weather then Uncle Tom's spray will help control mildew. But if you are using a spray, make sure you give the roses a really good watering too to reduce the likelihood of that disease. This week I'll be sowing some spring maturing cabbage and of course winter flowering pansies. If you're growing zinnias, well and dahlias too for that matter, for cut flower, get the first flower trimmed off as soon as possible so you encourage plants to break from the base and produce a lot more flowers. I've just gone down the row of my zinnias and cut all of those with little short six or nine inch long stems. They're indoors in water, they look very attractive, but the next cut will have much longer stems and bigger flowers if I give them a little bit of fertiliser. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This week, I've got Andrew Merrick on the line. Now, that name may not mean much to you, but I can tell you, Andrew handles plants that go into most of your gardens one way or another. Now, Andrew, can you sort of... uh, introduce yourself to us uh, how did you start in this business i've been in the industry now i, I suppose it's 31 years goodness and, um... you look much younger than that <laughs> come on then. What? thank you peter i appreciate that although i don't feel it after the season that we've had this year uh, that said it's been a very good one but yes 31 years ago uh, when i left school i'd started work as most people did in my area 
in the sheet metal work factories in the West Midlands. Oh, really? Um, Actually started in industry? I did. I did against the better judgment of my rural science teacher at the time, who was a fantastic chap called Mr. Parker. And uh, he advised me to go to Rodbaston. Uh, much against that teacher's advice, I wanted to earn some money immediately. Uh, the time that I left school was a time of incredibly high unemployment. Uh, the family advised me to earn money straight away. So I left school at quite an early age and went straight into what was then uh, the sheet metal work factories in line in the West Midlands. Um, did it for a very short period. Knew that it wasn't really for me, but I was promoted within the company quite quickly. I became uh, one of their operations assistants in dealing with transport and, and ordering. Uh, again, quickly found out that it still wasn't wasn't ready for me and um, had a bit of a rethink on, on what to do because that was uh, two years that I was doing that for and had a rethink and one day I was driving past, uh, you'll know it very well, Webb's Garden Centre's Webb's Nursery. Goodness, yes, yeah. I decided to pop in there, saw the manager there on the nursery, explained the situation I was in. Uh, we had a laugh and a joke about it and he said, yes, you should have gone to college but I'll give you a chance. You can start next week. So I quickly resigned my post and um, started, as it was then, at Webb's Nurseries on the hard labour side of things. So the potting, the standing down, the very basics to uh, to just get into the industry. But we all need to do that, don't we? Absolutely, Peter. And yeah. it was a bit of a shock because the wages uh, of what I was doing before were far higher than they were in the agricultural industry or horticultural industry. Um, so that was a bit of a shock. So what I also wanted to do, I needed to learn very, very quickly. So I went at the same time to see Huron's Garden Centres, and you'll know that name very well. I do, I indeed. That. Yes, my, my wife used to work for one of the family. Yeah, mm, I knew that. So yeah. I went to um, Roseacre and um, had a chat. And when I was there, I met Arthur Huron. It so happened he was there that day, and um, I turned up. He was a great guy to me because when I turned up, I admitted to him that I had very little knowledge. I said I'd left the industry I was in. I was unsure about which side of the industry I wanted to work in, whether it would be wholesale or whether I needed to look at retail. And again, exactly the same thing uh, happened that he offered me a job at the time for working weekends. So I was working weekends uh, for Hurrens and working in the week at Webb's Nurseries for what was probably about eight to nine months, Peter. Gaining whatever knowledge I could, I was incredibly fortunate at both Webbs and Hurons that I worked with some fantastic people, all of which had been through Pershaw doing their degrees in horticulture. They all advised me to um, gain as many qualifications as I could in the industry, and luckily the industry at that time were very forward in their training so we we got sent to Pershaw uh, we got put on lots of ATB courses and um, within a quite a short period of time about a year Hurons decided that I was management material and so they took me on as a manager and I was moved to their site in Bristol which at the time was Hurons Canesham very large garden centre I think at the time it was about ninth highest turnover in the country back then so I left Hagley, left the local area, uh, resigned at Webb's. So I went to work down at Canesham for a few years 
and then I was approached by a company called Blake Down Nurseries, a company that I knew quite well through the supply chain because at that time they were supplying uh, Hurrens Garden Centers themselves. I mean, Hurrens were one of their biggest stockists. The operations manager there uh, was a great guy, a guy called Trevor Price. He sort of took me to one side and said, you need to come and work for me. And uh, he did a very good sales pitch. So I went to work for Blakedown Nurseries. I was there for about 10 years, and that was working through all the areas within Blakedown, but mainly operations. Then finished up in sales, and um, I was approached at about the 10-year period by a gentleman called Nick Richards from Fireplants, who we talked, we discussed. Uh, I was working at the time for sales for their biggest competitor. And um, Nick and I had a long chat, and hence I ended up at Fireplants. I've been there for 19 years. Goodness. You need experience in this business, don't you? You need to see some seasons through. You need to understand all aspects of production. But now tell us a bit about Fireplants. I mean, that must be the biggest hardy nursery stock cooperative in the country. Certainly to garden centres, we are the biggest supplier to garden centres. Uh, we are owned by five growers. For ourselves in the UK, it's quite an unusual situation because it was a, a cooperative that was formed by a group of growers, all based around Sussex, all around the Warburton area. So they were the first, certainly one of the first, I mean, I was told they were the first, but they were the first people to start producing plants in plastic containers that were grown outside. Way back in 1976, they were certainly the first company to start delivering plants in palletized uh, plant delivery containers. And it goes through their history, really. They've certainly been at the forefront of innovation, and not only innovation, but plant breeding as well with um, David Tristram and um, the Talrites as well with the breeding of Nemesius. Um, you will remember, Peter, but back in 1985, they launched Scabious Butterfly Blue. That's what I know Fire Plants for, and, of course, the late Edward Back. I remember at a garden centre conference meeting one evening to discuss what would be the best way to market Butterfly Blue. Yeah, You were in it right from the beginning, Peter, and certainly I was um, in the very early stages of my career. I was on a, on a plant department, and... Nobody had ever really launched the numbers. Uh, when we used to buy product in, it was in fives or a tray or, you know, relatively small numbers. And um, this was completely new to our industry. I remember being at Hurrens when the first delivery was taken. And to buy into it, you had to buy so many plants and it was supported with point of sale, which again had, had never, never really been done before. Um, it was the first to go down that route. There was another product um, called Choices Sundance, which also appeared at around the same time. It, it, it's certainly been, and still now, is our, our widest book promotion. So after all those years, um, it stood the test of time, and it is even now still our, our most widely booked promotion from garden centres. And in America, it's huge as well, as you probably know. So but, I mean, it, well. it just has everything, doesn't it? Butterfly Blue... As its name says, it attracts the bees and the butterflies, but it flowers pretty well from May through to the frost, doesn't it? Just continuously flowers. It's what we all call in the industry, it's a good doer. Um, it's, it's a fantastic plant. It flowers, as you say, non-stop. So from an enjoyment, from a looking after point of view, it's very straightforward, it's very easy. 
And the sales every year prove that, um, yes, it does what it says on the can, really. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a fantastic garden plant. Back in those early days, I, I'm pretty sure I, I recollect that we we launched about 20,000 in total, which, which in those days for a single crop, Peter, I mean, nowadays that would be very small numbers, but back in those days to do 20,000 of, of one product, how are you going to do that? 20,000 all of one product. Um, but it worked, uh, worked extremely well and changed the industry, actually. But now to bring us right up to date, uh, flicking through your catalogue, you've got the Hellebores with that uh, Warburton's prefix, Warburton Ivory Prince. I mean, I saw a plant of that with over 30 flowers on it. Mm. I mean, tremendous uh, flower capability. I have to say, David's breeding, um, plants tend to come around not every year, as you can imagine, Peter, but, but when they do come around, we, we know they're going to be very, very good. Um, he is an exceptional man, exceptional plant breeder. Um, the Cosmias that he's done, the Hellebores, Rosemary and uh, Ivory Prince, and right through the Arisimans that have been bred, like Warburton's Fragrant Sunshine, they are exceptionally good garden plants. And one thing we as a sales team have the most confidence in is that when things have been through David Tristram's uh, breeding program, they are exceptional garden plants. So lots of new plants become available all the time. We see that year in, There's two more that I have to mention. Sorry, Peter. No, 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 the the, uh, Romania, uh, Warburton's Magic Dragon. I mean, is that going to be really hardy and and perennial? For a Romania, yes, it is. Um, John Massey, I think, at Ashwood, I'm sure he was given one for his garden. We get it very, very cold in this part, sort of Shropshire, Staffordshire border, but we're quite fortunate we're on dry, sandy soil, so it, it seems to get through. Um, whether it would survive in the wet Scottish Highlands remains to be seen. But yes, I mean, it's an incredible breakthrough for a Romania, and um, the bees absolutely love that product. You know, the large flowers that you've seen on it, Peter, they're, they're very attracted to those flowers, so it's, it's a fantastic plant. I can vouch for the bees, because mm. the plant which I collected from the plant show from you, the bees are certainly working on that. Mm. And, but it's sterile, which is interesting, isn't it? So it must have nectar if it doesn't Yeah, have... I, I mean, it, as a lot of um, David's breeding is, what he looks for is, is, is a product that will give uh, a gardener, a consumer, as long a flowering period as possible. And obviously being sterile for your listeners means that it will do that. It will, it will flower and flower and flower and continue to flower rather than um, go to seed immediately, which uh, you know, is, a, is a great attribute for a plant really to, uh, to be able to flower over a long period. And then uh, to bring us right up to date, next year you have this really pretty and I think unbelievably well-named Nemesha Lady Penelope. This is one that you uh, took a fancy to and saw at the National Plan Show, Peter, and it yeah. is, we had several new Nemesias uh, from our Fleury nursery because not only does David Tristram do from Warburton uh, quite a lot of uh, breeding work, obviously we've also got Fleury nursery um, and the, the breeder for the Nemesis is Martin Telwright, who's done some incredible work. Um, just tell your listeners that probably previous to about 1994, Nemesis weren't really known. Martin did some incredible work, and we launched a Nemesia back then, which was named Melanie. And it was 
very successful, perfect what we would call a cube of a plant. So it, it formed a nice habit, flowered for a very long period. And since then, Nemesias have been, over the last few years, certainly one of our strongest genus that we do. We sell uh, last year over 500,000 units of Nemesia. And um, they are certainly, from a garden center's point of view, one of their best-selling lines, but also from a consumer's point of view, fantastic value for many in the fact that they will flower and flower all summer period. They're very, very scented, as, as, as you probably know, with the likes of Wisley Vanilla, Amelie, Easter Bonnet, to name just a few. Very, very scented. Perfect plant for the patio, for a container, for small gardens. Um, very, very long flowering period. And many of them, Peter, which we, we don't sell them under the attribute, but many of them will actually go through a winter no problem at all. So the likes of Fleury Blue and Amelie, as an example, will will come back through a winter. So again, another another great attribute and a, and a bonus for the consumer, which we, we don't really promote that because we sell them as a bedding line because that's what they're known for. But actually, they will in their parentage. They most of them will get through a a reasonable winter as well. Andy, keep sending us those magnificent plants and give people pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you, Peter. It's been lovely to speak with you. Perhaps I could just sneak in a little happy birthday to John Pellrine. All the best, John. He's in Boston, in the States. And uh, I worked with him for over 20 years. Oh, and one other quick reminder. Uh, at Aldi, they've got that gerber offer, remember? Three and a half litre pots, just at three ninety nine. Fantastic buy. So if you want to uh, grow your own cut flower gerber, head off very quickly to Aldi. They have uh, several different colours, so you can make your choice. Oh, and on video, we've got just a quick clip of uh, a self-seeded clematis viticella growing up through my rose. Very nice little uh, flowering combination that you might like to follow. I must just sneak in, if I can, to the You Ask queries. At the Windsor Rose and Horticultural Show, somebody connected to the local school said that their head teacher didn't really like the idea of a gardening club because uh, when they started to plant and grow things in the spring, the kids were on holiday in the summer when they all were ready for cropping. Well, of course, it's not like that at all. You need to start school gardens in September. If you plant uh, onion sets, for example, in September, they're ready to harvest in May. And also there's lots of things you can sow. You sow winter salad in September, salad leaves, and you'll be cutting those right through the winter and pretty well into April and May. And why not pot up a few strawberry runners? They'll be ready to crop in May, June. There's lots of things you can do that the kids can harvest before they knock off at this time of year for the summer holidays. Thanks again to our sponsors, Mr Fothergill's Seeds. And thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.